Well, good morning. Welcome to Life Church. I'm Aaron Cole, the senior pastor. It's great to see you today. Everybody looks good? Yes? Are you awake and alive? Anybody have a hard time this morning just kind of waking up? Just let's just be honest. I did. I did. I did. I'm just telling you. If I didn't have a job, I wouldn't be here. No, I'm just teasing. But I mean, like, it's just one of those days like, wow, 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 wow. So, but thank God for the rain. We need rain. Amen. That's, that's really good. And so that's all, all really, really good. And also today's another special day. I don't know if Ryan mentioned it. I don't think that he did. But it's somebody's birthday. So uh, right on the front row, my wife, Tammy, Cole, happy birthday. Now, see, my personality, I would eat that up. I'd be like, no, yes, yes, no. She was like, kill me at lunch. Like, why did you do that? I don't want that, whatever. I'd be like, man, give me gift cards, cash, check. If you're going to write something in the card, I'm going to shake it out first. Amen, you know what I'm talking about? She's like, no, 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 I don't want any attention. I don't want anything. Am I embarrassing you really good now, babe? She's not even looking at me right now. It's just like, already got her Bible open. Just get to the message, Aaron. That's your job. Just do your job. Get off the stage. Hey, man, feel the love, feel the love. Almost 30 years of marriage, here we are. So it is great to have you here today, and we're continuing our series called Honor Code. And um, so I'm honoring my wife. I'm going to talk about that next week, how we honor our spouses. That's the last thing that the Bible talks about us honoring. So we're going to honor uh, those, and, um, and we're going to do that next week. So I hope you'll be back with me next weekend as I conclude uh, this series on Honor Code. And then I'll do one more kind of a summer series. And then, uh, and then because of your generosity and that of the board, Tammy and I are going to be going on our sabbatical after 20 years of being here. So 90 days, and that kind of gives us some time to, to do. And so you're going to have, there's going to be some friends of mine that are coming in to speak over the course of that time. I'm recording, I think, one sermon, maybe two, over the course of that time before I leave, not while I'm on sabbatical. I, I've said, you know, 90 days, man, this is a long time not to preach anywhere, speak anywhere, um, no meetings. Like, I don't know. This is really tough for me. And so at first I was like, wow, awesome. Can we do this for six months? Like, this is great. And then you start thinking about, so no, 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 no. I'm, we're, but we're gearing up for that and we're, and we're thankful for that. So the next two weekends, hopefully you'll be back with me and to be here. And, uh, and then we'll be going and doing that. And then we'll be back October 1 uh, for, uh, for that, uh, that weekend. And I'm not that weekend, I've already know what I'm doing, because if not, I will, like, preach for an hour and a half, and you'll be like, there's no way I'm coming back that weekend. He's going to be so wired, and so, no, no, I've already got a plan to sit down on a stool. Tammy's going to be with me, big, big, big clock, and kind of keep me locked in on what I'm supposed to be doing, but uh, anyhow, so it's going to be a great time and a good time, and uh, today I want to talk to you. If you got your Bibles, turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 5, it's uh, the... Uh, it's the uh, fifth book, I think, in the Old Testament, and uh, Deuteronomy chapter 5, and uh, we're talking to today about Sabbath, about resting, which is a great day for rest, amen? So I don't, if you can't take a nap this afternoon, I can't help you. I mean, today is great. But this series on honor, honor means to value or respect or to esteem something highly, to value, to respect, to esteem highly. It means that something is precious, something is weighty, something is valuable. To dishonor means, without honor, means to treat something as common or ordinary. And I keep saying this every week in this series because I want to juxtaposition those two things. 
One thing is extraordinary. It's weighty. It's valuable. It's esteemed. It's set apart. Something that's dishonored or that lacks honor, it's just ordinary. It's just common. It's no big deal. The Bible only speaks of two ways that we honor God specifically. When you do a search, I don't care what uh, translation, NIV, ESV, King James, NCV, uh, there's, there's only two specific places in Scripture where God uses the verbiage that this is how you show honor to me. The first not necessarily in, in order, but is resources. And that's bringing the tithe. And we talked about that last weekend. And this is how we honor God. And so if we say we honor God, then it should show up in our giving. The second, uh, not necessarily in order, but the second is uh, the Sabbath. And, and I want to talk about what that means because we don't really talk a whole lot about this, this particular subject uh, I don't know that I've done a message on this in quite some time. Matter of fact, this is one of the only commandments that we can break as Christians that we kind of tend to celebrate, sadly so. The biggest probably person that breaks this commandment isn't you, it's pastors. Pastors are notorious for going, ah, it's not a big deal. But yet it's in the Ten Commandments. Yet it's, it's, it's in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Jesus, we're going to unpack this, talks about it. So Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 12, this is what God says. This is what the word of God says about Sabbath. Keep the Sabbath as a holy day. Now I'm going to talk about what exactly Sabbath is in just a minute. As the Lord your God has commanded you, verse 13, that you may work and get everything done six days each week. Moms, dads, work six days, right? That's a good thing right there to give for your teenagers this summer, amen? But on the seventh day, it's a day of rest. Why? To honor the Lord your God. To honor the Lord your God. Now, I don't know how you grew up. I grew up where, in a very conservative area in the South, and so we, we, couldn't, we couldn't do homework. This is the way I grew up on, on Sunday. Sabbath was Sunday, first day of the week. Uh, and so, and if you look at our calendars, now there's some modifications that's being taken place. I don't have time to unpack all that. But, but, but traditionally, our calendars have started with Sunday, not with a Monday. And, and because it's the first day of the week, it's a, what we would deem as a Christian calendar in essence. And so putting Christ first, putting God first, first day of the week, Sabbath, we begin there. And then we work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then we, first day of the week, we set that aside. So because that's the way it was, we couldn't cut the grass on Sunday. We, we couldn't work on Sunday. I couldn't have a job on Sunday. I couldn't go into work on Sunday and sack groceries or work at Kmart or all the other things I did. I did lawn service. I, I, I wasn't able to do, <coughs> excuse me, Sunday was set aside basically to go to church, eat, take a nap. Can I get a witness? That's probably where I get this from. I love taking naps on Sunday. Uh, watching golf or watching football or just enjoying family. It was that day, that, that type of a day. Uh, there were things called blue laws. I don't know if you've ever had those in Wisconsin, but blue laws were, there were things that you could not do. So it prohibited work and businesses being open. When I was a kid, that's the way it was. The grocery store was open, but a lot of restaurants were not open. Businesses were closed down. You could not buy liquor on Sunday. Whoa, I know. Oh, take me back. You couldn't, even to this day, there are counties in the state of Arkansas where I came from that have blue laws that literally all the liquor in, the, in, in, in Walmarts, as we would call it, where you're going to get some cereals at Walmarts. Got it? So anyhow, so at Walmarts, it's just, it's all chained off. You cannot buy 
during the day, you can't buy liquor. They won't sell liquor because, again, it's all a part of this idea of this is a holy day unto God. Fast forward to today. Any business that's closed on Sunday, it's kind of an anomaly. Now, if you look at their productivity, a lot of times that they do more in six than most businesses do in seven, that's a whole other conversation for another day. And honestly, it's because they're practicing this principle. And so we get from that all the way to where we work, we do, we go. We don't think anything about it. We don't think anything about cutting the grass. We don't think anything about working in the yard. We don't think anything about any of that kind of stuff. Are you telling me, Aaron, that I shouldn't cut my, and I'm, I'm not telling you anything. I'm letting, you, you can figure out what Sabbath means to you. I'm just saying the Bible talks about that Sabbath, that day, setting aside a day of the week that just belongs to God. Where God, you've given me strength for six days. You've given me blessings for six days. You've given me an opportunity for six days. For six days I'm on. And if you look at Orthodox Jews that still practice according to the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, this is how they live their life. They work six days on, sun up to sundown, and then they rest on Sunday and they cease from all their behavior. It's a family day. It's a day of, of for them going to synagogue, going to temple, opening up the Torah, God's word, and beginning to, to read, to listen, to think, to pray, to eat as a family, to be together as a family. It is a family day where you cease from all your other activities. And then on, and then for them, it would be Sunday because their, their Sabbath is on what we would call Saturday. As a Christian, uh, we, we, we deem Sunday as the Sabbath. And again, we're going to talk a little bit about does it have to be a specific day, a week, how does that work, whatever. This Part of the reason why this is such a difficult thing is because rest is a difficult concept to embody and to enjoy, especially in a Western go, 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 go capitalistic society. And again, I'm all for work. Capitalism is great. I'm not preaching against any of that stuff. I'm just saying it's very difficult. But rest, Sabbath, is something that's commanded by God. And so I want to just unpack what exactly this is and what does this mean. So first of all, if you're taking notes, there's just three statements I want to make. Sabbath is a gift. Sabbath is a gift that God gives to us. And commanding to do this, he gives you and I this gift of rest. Jesus talks about this in Mark's gospel, chapter 2, verse 23 and following. One Sabbath, he, Jesus, was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck the heads of grain, and the Pharisees saying to him, look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? Again, you could not do anything on the Sabbath according to the law. Verse 25, and he said to them, have you ever read what David did when he was in need and hungry and, and he and those who were with him? And now they entered into the house of God in the time of, of, of Apathar, the high priest, and they ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for anyone but the priest to eat. And they gave it to those who were with him. And he said to them, this is a great statement. Underline this, write this, highlight this in your Bible. The Sabbath was made for man not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Let me unpack this. So Sabbath, a working definition according to Scripture, is a Hebrew word called Shavat, which means to cease, to desist, and to rest. Sabbath is a Hebrew word, Shavat, which means to cease, to desist, or rest. So what this is about is, is that we should be on working, active, doing whatever you want to do for six days. But take one day and set it aside 
and do it in such a way that you cease from your regular activities, you decease from your work, and you rest on that day. Recharge your battery. Uh, uh, you know, what, whatever that is for you to do, to rest, to be able to do that. Sabbath is the only commandment that sometimes we brag about breaking. Oh, I've been working. I'm not taking a day off. You heard somebody say that? People that say they don't take days off, that's not an intelligent statement, according to Scripture. Woo! I was expecting a little bit more amens on that one, to be honest with you. You know, I'm just busy. I'm just busy. I'm just busy. I'm just busy. And again, I get busy. Like, I like busy. Like, I say all the time, you know, like, I'm, I'm busy. I, I like being, I'm, I'm never not going to just, I'm just not waiting for someone to fill my calendar. Does that make sense? There are very few days on my calendar. There's just nothing I have to do. I just, that's just not the way I'm, I operate. But at the same time, if we're not careful, that pace, and there's no margin, there's no Sabbath, there's no break, there's no rest, it eats everything up, and we don't have anything. Oh, we're busy, we're going, we're doing, well, but that's not what the, the Bible says we should be on six days, work six days, hit it six days. I know the American ideology is five. I think the Western European ideology is like two and a half days. And if you're European, don't, don't email me. <laughs> Let's just get real. Okay, so I'm telling you. And uh, it's just, but, you know, and, and, even, and, and, and if really if you get a lot of times into a lot of, of, of Eastern cultures and, and Asian cultures, it's work, 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 work. It, there is no Sabbath. There is no break. So, this whole thing about being on and being off is healthy is how God created us. The creator of the universe created you and I, hardwired you and I in such a way to live this way and to do this. So when we do it the way God, the creator, created you and I, the creation, the critters that he created, when we operate in his operating system, it works. When we violate it because we don't have time, because we don't understand, because this is just life, because I'm trying to get ahead, however you want to say it, you erode things that are not supposed to be eroded. And maybe one week or two weeks or one month or two months doesn't make a difference. But over time, you burn yourself out. I have a philosophy in life. I'm not going to burn out. I'm not going to rust out either. There's other people that are on the lazy river. I, I'm, I'm not a lazy river guy, right? There's too many warm spots. I just don't do the lazy river. <laughs> hey, man, can I get a witness? You know what I'm talking about? Like, just, Right? Sabbath is about rest. And when you don't have Sabbath, you stop worshiping. Why? Because you have no time. When, when you don't have Sabbath, you lose your joy because there's no time to stop and to enjoy. That's what Sabbath is. Sabbath is to enjoy your family, to enjoy your friends, to enjoy the world in which God. Remember, I know that everybody tells you the world is like just falling apart. I get all of the environmental EPA, blah, 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 blah. But when you read scripture, the world in its original inception was created for you to be able to enjoy. It's part of what it is. Now, I know sin comes in and it, it messes up things, but I mean, like, you should have a day where you're able to enjoy. Take a walk, take a nap. Whatever it is that fills your tank, hang out with friends, be with family, enjoy a meal, sit down, relax. When you don't have Sabbath, you begin to lose your perspective. You have no time to think. Listen, type A leaders, you need to have time 
regularly in your rhythms where you're able to push away from and think and have margin to recharge, to, to relit. But it's, it's, you got to have time to sharpen the proverbial axe so that you can keep chopping the wood that you're out trying to chop. If you don't sharpen the saw, you will lose your productivity in the end. I mean, there has been secular writing after secular writing, Cal Newport's uh, deal on deep work, that we do not have the ability to multitask and to go endlessly. Every bit of, of sociology, psychology, and every bit of science, it shows us we have to have this time. If we don't, we lose perspective because we have no time to think and we have no time to understand where we are in the context of what's happening around us. You damage your relationships. Go, 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 go. You're so busy spinning wheels and making deals that you forget that you're not created for achievement. You're created for relationship. Those little ones are going to grow up. And I'm just telling you, for those of you that have little ones and you're not sleeping a whole lot right now, this is about as easy as it's going to get. Because when they hit those teenage years, let me just tell you, hang on, baby. (laughs) Amen. And young adult years, oh, Lord, help us all. Amen. I think the only way I'm going to be able to get really too, truly to own, own my adult years is to take me out of moving to like a one-bedroom efficiency and say, if there was room, we would have you here. <laughs> just teasing, just joking. She's watching. I love you, Ava. Anyhow, I'm just saying, like, it's just, but, 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 but the truth of the matter is, is that it's just, if you don't have Sabbath, you damage relationships. Go, 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 go. You don't take time. If you, if you don't have Sabbath, you, your health begins to deteriorate, right? Because there's no rest. There's no rest, there's no rest, there's no rest. The person that brags about getting up in the morning at four o'clock and going to bed at midnight and sleeping on four hours a night, I'm just telling you, science, health, God's word shows (laughs) it's not a sustainable pace. Second is that Sabbath follows a pattern. Sabbath follows a pattern. Not only is it a gift to you, it follows a pattern. Genesis chapter two, Verse 1 through 3, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work from what he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. And so God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. So this is a pattern that God does. And if God needs a day to rest, to cease, to desist from his work, Shabbat, then so much more do you and I need that. Exodus chapter 20, verse 8, 9, and 10 says, Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Six days shall you labor and do all of your work, but on the seventh day is a Sabbath unto the Lord your God. For six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that's in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath and made it holy. See, the Sabbath is for you and I, for our benefit, but it's to him. It's for our benefit, but it's to God. We practice Sabbath for our benefit. This is how we're hardwired, so that we're able to rest, recharge, renew. We cease, we desist, we rest on that day. But we do it, there should be a focus. The focus is not us. The focus is not our family. The focus is not lunch. The focus is not a nap. The focus is not the walk or whatever that we do that energizes us and that we are able to enjoy the world in which we live in. The focus is him. The focus should be about him. This should be a day that we set aside for him. That we just go, God, I'm going to give you this day. I'm going I'm to take some time today to reflect. And here's the good news. What you're doing right now is practicing Sabbath. 
What you do the rest of this day will determine, are you really truly practicing Sabbath? But what you're doing right now is you're saying, hey, I'm taking this day and I'm setting this day aside and I am carving out time out of my busy schedule and I'm going to go to church. I'm going to bring my spouse to church. I'm going to bring my kids to church. We're going to go to church as a family and we're going to go to church and we're going to learn about the Lord and we're going to learn about the Lord in appropriate environments so that these kids learn and understand because what we're talking about here sometimes it's like over their head, but they'll get the same content in a way in which they can understand. And we're going to bring them up so that they love the church, so that this is a practice and that this is a habit. And COVID, uh, when COVID hit and it disrupted that rhythm and that pattern, one of the good things is that people realized that they, that about how they could connect digitally. And that's great, especially if you're out and about. But there's nothing quite like being together and that power of touch and that ability to be able to be in proximity with one another. And one of the things that I've noticed post-COVID is that people that are my age and older, empty nesters that are older, 50 plus, you're in a place, I'm in a place where if we don't, uh, we're serving God, we're bringing the tithe, we're doing this stuff, but we're really, I mean, I'm not going to go to hell. I'm not going to walk away from my relationship with Christ because I'm not in church week in and week out. So what's the big deal? Like even when I go on the sabbatical, I will be in church not digitally, but physically on the weekends, because I need that. I got to practice that. I'm a sheep before I'm a shepherd. Does that make sense? Again, I'm not perfect. If I only preached the things that I was perfect at, it would be very few sermons and it would be very short. You probably would enjoy church because it'd be the same thing every week. (laughs) So it's not about perfection. It's about, I'm just like you, one beggar to another beggar where to find food, just trying to strive to do what God's called me to do. But I won't negate that. Why? Because that's about me. So wherever I'm at, wherever, wherever Tammy and I happen to be, that's where we'll be going, and that's where we'll be going to church. And so, the, but, 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 but let me get back to this. So, so the thing is is, is, is about this whole deal, this whole rhythm of, of, of Sabbath, of us setting it aside. What happens is, is, is that my de- demographic kind of goes, and, I, and here's what I say. Look, I'm not worried about you not going to church Your kids, though, if you're not doing this, they're going to fall out of that habit. The church, because of lack of attendance, will dwindle. And there won't be the money to keep the doors open. I can take you to church buildings because I've looked at them. Because people have called us and said, hey, we've got this church building. Would you like to buy it? You're doing this. You have multiple campuses. Would you be interested? And every suburban area in, 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 in Metro Milwaukee once was a vibrant church Now, there's not enough people to pay the bills to keep the lights on. Pull into the parking lot, it's cracked, it's nasty, it hasn't seen any care for quite some time. Grass is somewhat knee-high, it's almost like like you have to get a a hay baler to be able to get the grass out. And the building, it has this musty because it's not been opened and it's just, and you, how did this get here? Because what happened is, is that one generation quit, the next generation, uh, and the, that first generation, they continued to tithe, but they were in and out because they were busy. The next generation didn't follow the example of the first generation, but were not as commit, committed as the first generation. And the third generation, they're, they're gone. But the problem is, is not me or even my kids. It's my grandkids. If I don't do and I don't practice Sabbath in the way that you are, where I'm setting aside time and I'm coming to God's house and I'm coming to church, what happens? There's no church. 
And your grandkids, sir, your grandkids, ma'am, will show up looking to need in crisis, looking for a building that says church, looking for a steeple or some stained glass, and they will find nothing. And this is happening in the church in America. This isn't just the church in Europe. I can take you to that. But I'm talking about the church in America. And you go, you're crazy. I'm telling you, in 20 years from now, if we don't reverse this and we don't engage this principle of Sabbath, what we're going to find is, is that we're going to have probably 40% of ministers that are full-time today will be bivocational because the people will not be coming at a level and at a rate and embodying the church because the church isn't owned by a pastor or a priest. The church is owned by the Lord. The church is, we're the stewards. We're the caretakers. We, not me, we, of doing that. How's that happen? Because we come and we practice Sabbath and we practice Sabbath and we practice Sabbath. And we don't do this for the sake of a building or a denomination or a pastor or some group of people. We do this because this is what God commands of us to do. This is the rhythm that he sets in us. Because this is for our benefit, but it's unto him. Again, I know I'm preaching to the choir. Look at your neighbor and say, you're doing this right. Just look at your neighbor. Because you are. Just say, I'm doing this right. You can say, I'm doing this right if you want to. Get a little sassy about it. You are. You're practicing this. I know I'm preaching to the choir. But this is the value of what you're doing. This is the reason why the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, forsake not the assembling of yourself together, brethren, and do it even so much more when you see the end of the world is coming. Why? Because the world needs you and I practicing Sabbath together in such a way that they've never needed before. See, Sabbath is for our benefits, for our rhythm. It's worship is unto the Lord. It's the giving of our first. Remember, we talked about first last week. It's the giving of my time. It's giving my week. It's giving of my schedule. This is a great, great opportunity every week to talk to your kids. And hopefully they're like loving life kids. But there are times where it's like, oh, we're going to church again. I was that kid, I'm sick. And my mom would go, great, we need to go to church because we're going to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Uh, nothing worked, right? Not in our house. The deal is, is it's, it's about us going, no, this is what we do as a family. We are Christ followers. And so we're following Jesus. Jesus practiced this. Jesus didn't negate going to the synagogue and going to the temple and being there and practicing. He even defends it. Look, this, when, when they come against him because of some of the actions of, of, of his disciples, he's like, no, 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 we're practicing Sabbath. We're not violating Sabbath because Sabbath was meant for man, not man for Sabbath. It's not a slave. Got it is. No, it's I set aside a day a week where I spend time with him. I quiet the rest of my life and my rhythm. I connect with my family and with my friends and relationships that replenish me. I get rest. I get nutrient. I hit my energy reserve so I'm not running on empty and I'm ready to go the next week. John Ortberg said, busyness isn't just a disorder. It isn't just a disordered schedule. It's a disordered heart. You've got to be careful because you can do more in six days with the Lord's blessing than you can ever do in seven days on your own. Sabbath, third statement, final statement. Sabbath is meant for delight. It's not meant for a drudgery. It's not meant for a deadline or for a schedule. Sabbath is meant for delight. Hebrews chapter four, verse nine and 10 says, so then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered into God's rest also rested from his works as God did from his. See, the Sabbath protects the body from wearing out. It protects the mind from burning out. 
And it protects the spirit from tuning out. This rhythm. And there are some weeks that you come to church and you feel nothing. Join the club. And I'm the preacher. There are times in my life where I don't feel like I'm going through the motions. It's very much a discipline. It's, it's snowing. Who, Tammy, who's going to be there today? There's two feet of snow on the ground. I don't want to get out of bed. I just really want to drink coffee. And I just want to watch Sports Center. And then I want to watch the pregame NFL. And just, can, can Ryan preach? Can somebody else just do this? We all have those days. We all have those days. And sometimes those days, those Sundays, go in seasons. You go through desert seasons. You go through winter seasons. It's okay. What do you do in those seasons? You practice Sabbath. God, your word says this. I walk by faith and not by sight, which means I'm led by what your word says. And I'm not led by my emotions and my feeling. And I'm going to get up and do this. The same way I discipline my body, the same way I work out, the same way that I exercise, the same way that I watch what I eat, the same way that I I regulate things in my world in order for my benefit and I don't overindulge or try not to, the same way I'm going to continue to do this. And out of that discipline comes a delight. But there are seasons where it's discipline. I don't want to make you think like, because sometimes you can hear people preach a message like this and just go, wow, man, I wish I could look at Sunday the way he does. Hopefully it's a little bit comforting for you to realize that even as a pastor, there are times where it's like, no, it's, it's a discipline. What's amazing to me, though, is most of the time when I walk off this platform and I go like, that was horrible. Like I felt nothing. I sensed nothing. I just, I feel like I'm going through the motions. Is a time that I get more emails, more comments, more people saying, oh my goodness, that radically, you made that, and I'm just like, oh, because God's strength is made perfect in my weakness. When I'm weak, then he's strong. When I'm depleted, then he's full. When I'm at the end of my rope, that's when God shows up. The days that I walk off this platform and go, man, I am amazing. Like, <laughs> Really? I am really surprised that we're not in 16 Sunday morning services. (laughs) Are the days that people are like, eh, I think he kind of mailed that one in. It's like, no, no, that was amazing. It was a theological (laughs) choice. So how do you do this? Let me land the plane. This isn't going to be on the screen. Practicing Sabbath. Four, Four words. Stopping. Just stop. 24 hours. Get some rest. Eat a good meal. Quit working. Hang out with your family. Just stop the work. Just stop. I know that's a whole lot harder for some of you. Second, resting. Take a nap. Watch some TV. Do something that just relaxes you that just, whatever, take a walk, you know, go to a coffee shop and just sit. I've had to learn. I, I love to be with people. I drive energy from people. I do not like being by myself at all. I love background noise and noise. And I mean, I just, I, I, 
But I've learned to just get away and quiet myself. And I'll have a day or two days at, at a time, probably not any more than that, and because it feels torturous after that point. But where I've learned the discipline of just quieting, slowing, these are all spiritual disciplines. And just being alone. And it's amazing how your heart, your, 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 your spirit gets replenished. So stopping, resting, delighting. When was the last time you just enjoyed people? You enjoyed nature. You enjoyed whatever it is that you like to do. You just enjoyed it. Like, this is good. You know, taste and see that the Lord is good. God, your world, this world was made for our enjoyment and for our pleasure. And if we live life within the confines of where you give us, then our life can be abundant. Doesn't mean that it doesn't rain on the just. The Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust, which means good things and bad things happen to good people and bad people. That's the world that we're living in. Fairness ended in the Garden of Eden. But there are moments, there are opportunities, there's joy and enjoyment where you laugh. How long has it been since you laughed? A merry heart does good like a medicine and a broken spirit, the Bible says, dries up the bones. Working, working, working. I've got a furrowed brow. I've got to make this happen. We've got to do this. 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 Why? I get the drive. I'm wired that way. Why? Worrying about this and this and this. What does worrying do? The Bible says it doesn't even add a single day to your life. Matter of fact, the Bible calls it a sin. Just delighting, just laughing, just enjoying. And again, I, I, I have a hard time, I mean, because I, I, I'm so go, 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 go. But it's just, it's, it's those things. I remember when the girls were little, I talked to the board, and, and uh, this was a dozen or so years ago. And we enacted a rhythm because, again, I can be so focused on building the church and doing good things. These aren't bad things that I'm doing. It's, but, but if I'm not care of the work of God, we'll care of the work of God in me. And, again, I told you the biggest person that, that just, blow, just blows through sub Sabbath is pastors. They don't take breaks. They don't take rhythms. Sunday's a day of work. And I talked to the board and I just said, hey, I'd like to adjust my schedule in the summertime. And they were so gracious and so kind. And I said, what I want to do is from Sunday after church, we're going to head out. We're going to go to the lake and we're just going to get away. And on Monday and Tuesday, it's just, we're just, I can be in the water that Sunday afternoon and just wear them out so they sleep through the night. Amen. That's a good strategy. And, and then Monday, we're just going to do things. I'm going to take them fishing. We're going to go to the lake. We're just going to be together. As I got older, that became more and more and more difficult, right? The hormone Hilton kicked in with these girls and all of that stuff. But, 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 you work with, and, but we developed this rhythm. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we're doing Saturday night service and Sunday. I'm on, boom, boom, boom. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push, 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 and then I'm going to release. I'm going to push, 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 and I'm going to release. I'm going to push, 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 and I'm going to release. So many memories, so many things. Why? It was just a rhythm. 
of just enjoying the people that God had placed in my life, my family, my kids. And I miss them being little. I miss that. I see little kids. If you ever see me looking at your kids, like just going and pointing, I'm not making fun of them. I'm just going, I remember when Ava was, I remember when that was Anna. I remember, I remember that. I I miss that. But I know that I, in that season of their life, soaked up all the time that I possibly could. I wasn't derelict to my responsibilities in my work. I wasn't derelict to my, my, my commitment to the church. I, I, didn't, I didn't disengage, but I made sure I was there in that moment, just being there. Intentional. This doesn't just happen. You have to force this, work this, develop this, protect this, do this, because the enemy of your soul doesn't want you to do this. Because there's only two ways that you honor God. One, by bringing your resources. The other is by showing up to church and practicing Sabbath. And that's, that's the fourth thing when you practice Sabbath is about contemplating. So you're stopping, you're resting, you're delighting, and you're contemplating. Just being in God's presence. That's what you're doing today. Singing worship songs. That's why we do that. It shuts our mind off of everything else and focuses on him. And today, you're giving him the first of your day. You've given him the first of your week. And I hope that your day today will allow you to be able to go and enjoy. And if it doesn't, then I would say, what adjustments do you need to make in your life so that you have a day of rest for your benefit, for your family's benefit? But unto the Lord. I also just wanna say this, and I'm gonna pray. Our world, and I know I feel like just the old guy, like, that's the way it was and we liked it. You know, I don't mean to be that guy. But God's word is true. And the Bible is timeless. And the principles of God's word work with any people group at any place at any time. And I just encourage you. There's no school like the old school. Honor God in this way. Make a decision. That Joshua statement, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This is what we're going to do. People my age that serve God this way do so because they were raised mostly to do this. 50 years from now, people that will do what we're doing today when we're all dead and gone or some of us are dead and gone, should the Lord tarry us coming, we'll be in God's house because he had a parent that said, no, we're going to cease from our activity. We're going to desist from all the other things around us. And we're going to choose to rest and honor God for our benefit is worship unto him. We say we honor God. How? God says there's two ways that my people honor me, by bringing up the tithe and by practicing Sabbath. That's it. Oh, we live for God by giving him all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, loving our neighbors we love ourselves. But we honor him, who he is in our world, by those two things. Do you honor God today? You are honoring by the Sabbath. That's what you're doing. Even if you lost a bet and you're here, even if you're a teenager going, I fought my parents all the way here. I see some kid out here just going, will he ever land the plane? I get it. 
Sabbath. Father, I thank you today for your word. And I just pray in these next few moments as we just end with a song and then we're dismissed. God, we just set aside this time and we give it to you. And I just pray, help us to cease from our work, from our rhythms, from our schedules, to desist from all the other things that are around us and to rest. We honor you with this day, Lord. And let us do this every single Sabbath. In Jesus' name.